0: The Son of Neptune, Chapter 1, Percy. The snake-haired ladies were starting to annoy Percy. They should have died three days ago when he dropped a crate of bowling balls on them at the Napa Hi, I'm
1: Ava. I'm Neve.
2: And I'm Brayden.
1: And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the
0: English class that you always wanted.
2: Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Ava, how are we doing today?
1: <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> yes. How are you guys?
2: <laughs> uh, I'm doing alright. I I'm a little tired. I went to bed later than than I planned on because I was I started um The White Lotus last night.
1: I want to watch that so badly. Oh
2: it's very God. compelling so far. I am I told myself I w- would only watch one episode and I watched two. So there's like that, like I ha, I I didn't want to stop watching, but then I was I was ready to go to bed, but then I got in bed and I was like, how cheap is it to do an American road trip? Uh, <laughs> fair. And I did research on that for a while. Mm, fair. Yeah. Neve, how are you?
0: I'm good. Um. I really like woke up, read <laughs> <laughs> like came here. Like it really wasn't it wasn't a a thrilling day. But I'm doing good. Started oh, out the new year good. I went to see Ava this past year. Oh, so, yeah. How did
2: our how did our holidays go? We need a holiday update.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um They were... Well, they were okay. My... I think I mentioned this before, but my best friend from home got COVID. um, And I had seen her the day before she tested positive. um, Because she's the one that I'm watching all the Marvel movies with. And so this was like a couple days after Christmas. I had to like wear a mask in my house around my family for like four days. um, Until like I tested negative... The day I heard, but then I had to test again, like a couple days later. Um, So it was rough, but I was cleared by New Year's Day, (laughs) which was nice. Um, So they were okay, but you know, nothing too awful. You know,
2: that's good. That's good. Yeah my my holidays were pretty mostly uneventful. I worked on on Christmas. I worked the day after Christmas. <laughs> I worked the next day again. Uh, my brothers both were quarantined all last week after Christmas because their, their like, girlfriends, families had cases, and so they're, like, close contacts. Um, they didn't have it, and they weren't sick at all, but just to be safe, we were, like, stay in your rooms. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. Other than that, I've mostly just been working, I've been catching up on awards films, so. Nice. Neve. how were your holidays?
0: They were fun. I just spent them with my family. I went into the um, city to see the um, decorations that expensive stores on Fifth Avenue put up because that's a a tradition in my family. So that was fun. (laughs) Saks Fifth Avenue, you did great. Everyone else kind of lacking,
2: but <laughs> it was very fun. You you heard it here first, folks.
0: <laughs> Saks Fifth Avenue had great holiday decor out of their outside of their Fifth Avenue store. Um, everyone else normally turns it and it wasn't that great. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So that's my official review. Thanks.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Welcome back to Return to Camp Hopflood. This week, we are discussing the Son of Neptune, chapters one through four, which are Percy's chapters, through the theme of boundary. All right. I think I'm doing the summary. Yes. <laughs> Someone pull out their timer.
1: I can do it if Neve isn't already on it.
0: No, you can do it, Ava. I was going to okay. get it, but I'm still I'm trying to flip through to find something.
1: Okay. Let's see. Not 15 minutes. Um, I forgot. How many seconds are we doing?
2: 45.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. Amazing. Okay, we good. So, you ready, Brayden? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 3... Two, one, go.
2: Our boy is back and he's running. He's running so hard um he's being chased by medusa's sisters they have little cheese bites um they work at a grocery store but they also want to kill him and then so they get to a river and uh a hippie lady who we really just know is hera it's so obvious it's like you have to carry me across the river a la jason and the argonauts 1963 and uh he does and he meets these uh two little demigods who are like we're going to help you. And they help him and he does water hands. He also doesn't have memory. um, And he gets to camp Jupiter.
1: Okay. That was good. That was good.
0: I feel like the only thing that I would add is that he loses his mark of Achilles.
2: Oh, that's so important.
0: (laughs) Now he's no longer invincible. Yeah, that was crazy. But our boy is back is the exact correct way to start this.
2: <laughs> it was it. it was so so good. So good to, to hear from him again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to hear from him. So true.
2: Okay, what songs have we have we brought this week?
1: Um well so my song is one that I actually have I used this before? Probably not. I don't know. Um, I found it on TikTok like a while ago and I thought it was really cool. Um, oh my god. I'm Sorry guys. Because it was a like a, a new artist um, and she's young and this song is really cool because it's about like criminals. <laughs> it's like, ooh. It's about
0: ooh, um, slang.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's about um Percy, like literally trying to get killed. Um and it's so yeah, it's I chose Calling Card by Ella Jane. Um it's so good. It's so catchy. And um I think it kind of details like it, it's interesting cuz it details the relationship between like like a criminal and someone who just isn't and how nuanced it can be. And I feel like that's kind of exhibited here because he's literally been chased for months by these Gorgons and you know they've had to mask themselves in such casual ways and I don't know that it's just it's a cool song and I found a connection
2: (laughs) what a very deep analysis of the bargain mark Gorgons
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah really that was that was artistic (laughs) um my song is a song that I heard playing in a store and like danced it. And I was like, ooh, um, that's how I found it. But I feel like it applies well to this. Um, it's called Wolf Like Me by a band called TV on the Radio. Um, first of all, Wolf in title and Wolves do have a role. I know I not doing something I forgot as a section, but I forgot that. I forgot that that's how this starts. It's like Percy being trained by Wolves. I got to be real. Totally forgot that was a, a moment in this section um, but yeah connects in that way but also just like this song sounds like you're running from something
2: period and I'm gonna end it there
0: just sounds like that I don't know if you listen to it you'll understand I mean it'll probably be a copyright
2: thing to play it right now
0: but like if you listen to it you'll just understand that it sounds like running from something
2: all right mine was i so i i spent a while looking for this one cuz i was like what the fuck do i choose um and i was like something like what is like the opening song for this season and i was like well percy's back got to focus on percy's like i chose boys don't cry by the cure Period. <laughs> i i thought i don't know i just thought it had like the melancholy vibes that i need like where it's like upbeat but like kind of like whoa and i feel like that's how this book starts off upbeat but kind of like whoa yeah Mm -hmm.
1: i i agree with that yeah
2: and like i was inspired by hippie hara to go with that kind of like new wave sound um so boys don't cry by the cure Nice. all right we are cool. no longer doing the what we forgot section of this podcast because we're getting into territory where some people have not read the books so true um <laughs> Ava, ha, have you read son of neptune did you finish son of neptune
1: i don't think i finished it now
2: so so we're really going to be starting stuff fresh. Therefore, we're going to just start in this section talking about our favorite moments and moments that stood out to us rather than the ones we forgot. Uh, so yeah, I'll go first. I love the Goryans.
0: <laughs> Period. I don't know, like it's probably not that much of a difference, but just like reading this set of chapters with Percy's not narrating, but like Percy at the forefront of the point of view, you could just tell that Rick's more like comfortable and making stupid jokes. It's like, ah, feels like we're back home.
2: It's Rick is so much better at writing, writing Percy's point of view.
0: That's so true the things that surround Percy for some reason, like, I don't know why he never would have written one of the Gorkins to be, like, obsessed with the the specials at the daily, like, the daily specials at the bargain mart unless it was fighting Percy. And I can't yes. explain that more. Because, like, the I even, little bits that he includes are just so, like, only that could happen to Percy.
2: Exactly. Percy and, and Thino have such a good back and forth (laughs) I'm a big fan of Thino and rest in peace rest in peace fallen angel Angel.
0: (laughs) fallen angel
2: but I do have to say like even like getting into the next chapter like the next section which we're not talking about yet but uh, but even the other POVs in this book feel more like percy
1: yeah Mm.
2: and they feel more like percy jackson than heroes of olympus or than lost hero does i don't know i i feel like lost hero was lacking some of the the comedy that it needed or like the jokes didn't pay off Mm -hmm. i agree as well these opening chapters are so funny though
1: they're so funny and they're so compelling and i love them
2: I was literally at work listening to these and just chuckling to myself as I was cleaning bottles. (laughs) It was a very slow Monday morning Mm -hmm. at work. What are other moments that stood out to us?
1: I loved the description of camp Jupiter. Like I cannot get over how obsessed with it. I am like I was laying in bed, like reading like late last night and, um, oh no, for this chapter, I got really tired. So I was like, let's listen to an audio book. So I found one on YouTube. Um, my, my old, um, standby, which is this woman who sits and just reads and posts the videos on YouTube. I'm like, okay. Um, and so I like clicked one of her videos for, I think it was like chapter two. Um, and I just like laid there and I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm there. Like the description is so vibrant and I love it. And I could so clearly picture the layout and um, I don't know. Oh my God. I just wanted to be there. It it made me go back into the debate that we all have of like, mm, would I be at Camp Half-Blood or Camp Jupiter? And like, I really thought I was a Half-Blood girl. Like I really did. Um, but now I'm having second thoughts.
2: Ooh, interesting! I
1: know, and that just speaks to how well that was written. So,
2: I I also loved the the description of Camp Jupiter. I also love that there's a little map in the beginning of this book. I love a map. Give me yes. a map in a book, and I will love your book because. I like to just, like, be reading and go back to the map, be like, oh, that's where they are. Oh, they're there. That's Live, near love, that.
0: maps and books. No, because won the last Olympian, too, and I literally remember, like, looking at it so often. Live, love, maps
2: and books. Normalized maps in books.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree.
2: I also, I didn't realize that they weren't in San Francisco. Like, they weren't, like, they're, they're, in Berkeley like they're they're like right outside like that the camp had moved I don't know that was interesting to me because mm-hmm. I always thought they were like somehow in the heart of San Francisco even though that makes no sense <laughs>
1: okay I know next to nothing about California to be fair so I'm kind of just like well I don't know it's pretty there are hills
2: yeah Period.
1: <laughs>
0: Period.
2: Yeah, I like... And, like, seeing the description... I remember the first time hearing the description of New Rome and being like, oh, my God. Like, it, it, it feels like fan fiction.
1: <laughs> but, like, really well done. But,
2: like, <laughs> yes, exactly. But it, this... Honestly, the Heroes of Olympus series will always kind of feel a little like percy jackson fan fiction that's fair but i love it it's great Mm -hmm. but there's something especially about like reading about new rome for the first time and you're like percy and annabeth can grow old together and like go to college and (laughs) and this is what that and this (laughs) this is (laughs) what (laughs) that I love it. I'm here for it. It's also interesting to learn about the 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 how the structures of Camp Jupiter are so completely different.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like I was thinking like this is a like private STEM school and Camp Camp Half-Blood is like like the most hippie dippy liberal arts college.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: It's the only way I can compare them. Like they're so different. Mm-hmm.
1: They really are.
2: But in such a re- well written way, this is something that Rick got so right in his world building. It doesn't always happen.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I think in the end, he is very good at world building.
1: I agree. I agree
2: and this 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 roman stuff great work all right we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back to talk about the theme of boundary all right we're back boundary where are our boundaries boundary like singular felt better for like the name of the theme but like you know I yeah. think the proper way. Oh, that was simultaneous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the boundary boundaries.
0: Um uh, oh my God, Yeah. God. <laughs> well, I quite oh. literally see Percy crossing a boundary. Yes. But, and losing one of his like most valuable assets to do it and I understand he like didn't really comprehend what he was doing and also like Hera slash Juno was given him some incredibly enticing reasons to do it but I remember like I remember when I first read the book and reading it now I'm like (laughs) idiot 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 yeah no I I understand he has no memory and he doesn't really know what he's doing and like Juno Satera was like, you'll never see Annabeth again if you don't cross this river right now. But, like, ugh.
2: I think that scene is one of my favorite scenes in Percy Jackson, Heroes of Olympus, overall.
0: Mm, because I,
2: I think there's so much in it. Which is interesting, because from, like, the initial narrative, uh, like, motivation, like, from, like, okay, what was Rick... Immediately thinking about when he wrote this was that oh I can't have Percy be OP for another series like yeah. I need to take this away how do I do that? But in in meeting that challenge, he found a lot of gold in this scene where like like so the 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 lake is like the tree of of Camp Jupiter. It is their their boundary, their boundary line. And it's so interesting to watch Percy give up something in order to, to join the Roman side when he doesn't really know what that means. And he's making a sacrifice because he believes that it is better in the long run but it's, like, this melding of the Greek and Roman at the same time, where it's, like, there's this whole, whole plot line throughout this entire series. is like, what is the difference between being Greek and Roman, and can you be both? And I don't know if this is a a plot or theme that can translate over to real life. I have to think about how that's applicable in life. But I guess it's, like, in, like, the ability to have your feet in two worlds, three worlds. I don't know. Cause there's also being mortal. <laughs> it's just interesting. Like, like two opposing things that are in conflict. How do you bring them together? And what do you have to sacrifice in order to do that? It's so complex.
0: Yeah. Also the way that like Rick chose to do, to take away mark of achilles because i've been watching a lot of video essays on bad television from the 2010s like pretty little liars it is bad television but also love that show that show was great (laughs) pretty little liars gossip girl um riverdale like all of those like bad i've just been for some reason over the past week have watched a lot of video essays on how bad they are and i feel like one of the main things they talk about is like bringing in plot devices just to take them away, just to kill time. And Percy losing his mark of Achilles could be so easily, could have so easily turned into that of like, like it was just convenient for him to be invincible during the last Olympian. And now it's like going to make a lot of things really boring if he still has it. So we got to take it away, but it like, doesn't feel like, like a cheap, like cop out just to kill time. Like it felt, it felt like, like, Oh, this really has like, a a reason for it to happen. And that was really compelling to watch. Cause so I was like, okay, this is good writing. Like, I understand why he would do this, you know?
2: And I think that's the big difference between, uh, Percy arriving at camp Jupiter and Jason arriving at camp half-blood is that it is really a choice for Percy. Like mm-hmm. he, like Rick gives, gives Percy the choice to cross this line and to, to go into camp Jupiter with, he doesn't really know what this means, but he is given the choice between, he, he can't know that he's get, being given the choice between camp half and camp Jupiter because he doesn't have his memories. He doesn't really know what's going on. So Rick does a very smart thing and gives him another thing to choose between it is he is set like, he knows now he's he's invincible and he knows that he remembers Annabeth. And so this is both Rick and Juno being very smart. And he's like, okay, so this choice, you can either escape and be invincible and like be fine. Her, Juno says explicitly is like, if you leave, you will be fine, but you'll never see Annabeth again.
0: hmm Yeah.
2: And like so, that's such a a, he. And like Percy knows his love is so strong for Annabeth that he's he's okay putting himself at risk. Like he doesn't know who he is or who she is, but he knows that.
0: Ah, so sweet. And this is what (laughs) literally.
2: It's like amazing fan fiction.
0: (laughs) Really is.
2: And it's so, I, I think it's so interesting to use a river in this case as a physical boundary because, like, it's very realistic. Much more realistic than Camp Half-Blood, which is, a, like, a, like a, a tree or else a vague idea <laughs> of where you're in camp. But it's such, like, a Roman, like, that's how a lot of of locations and like especially like in America like states are divided along river lines. Yeah. Which is why our states are weird shapes.
1: Maryland <laughs> you look like a goose.
2: And I I I like having the such a physical representation of a thematic idea. And I just realized it's another river. He goes into a river to get the Curse of Achilles and he comes out of a river to lose the Curse of Achilles.
1: I love that. Well done.
2: Ricky boy. (laughs) (laughs) I like to like Rick again.
1: Me Me too. Me too. I think there's also like another testament to how good his writing is at least like in these first few chapters um is kind of like the constraints that kind of set up and allow us to observe like the boundaries of magical power um because I know I've ranted about this before but it really just baffles me sometimes when I read books um that have to do with any kind of fantasy and I'm like, well, you've known this person for years and you've had so many opportunities that weren't necessarily cinematic to like, to kill them, to fight them, whatever you're, you have these supernatural powers, um, that don't appear to have any limitations. Why haven't you just done it? Like, why haven't you, like, there's so much that is not being set up for us. There's so much that we don't understand because of that irresponsibility, um, in setting up those boundaries, but Rick does it well, um, with the Gorgons kind of setting up how Percy is constantly on that defense because of this like quote unquote iron skin. And, um, I don't know. It's not only that he's on the defensive, but it's like, he literally, they, they have to strategize and plan out when they're going to attack him as well as him doing the same with them. Um, it feels very, equitable in that sense and it feels it doesn't necessarily feel like like it's not giving Voldemort in that way you know where it's like Voldemort you really could have done this at a non-cinematic moment and I just don't think that's super well written um, necessarily but also who am I to say because like I'm not a writer <laughs> um, but that's also just like my plebeians take on it i guess um yeah i don't know but long story short i do feel like rick establishes that kind of supernatural boundary well in a way that makes it accessible and believable for the reader
2: yeah i really like the stakes that he sets up at the beginning where where percy and the gorgons are at an impasse yep it mm-hmm. feels very it feels very new for Percy and very old for Percy at the same time. By picking the Gorgons, we have this this reference to Medusa, and we have we it gives the Gorgons a reason to not just give up because like other monsters would probably be like eh, we th- there's no reason to keep fighting him like mm-hmm. neither of us are gonna win so it like becomes personal, which is also very new. We don't see a lot of the like, the Titans and stuff have personal beef, but, like, not a lot of the, like, random monsters have, like, personal stakes against yeah. the heroes. We start to see the consequences of Percy's actions really play out in, in this opening chapter, where it's, like, he can't, even if he doesn't know his history, he can't escape it, because he's been in this world for so long now that he's made so like enemies in their own right. Like the Gorgons aren't being sent by Hades or Ares or or chronos or Luke or even Gia. They are purely like I got personal beef with you. <laughs> because per and they're not incorrect. Like their Percy killed their sister. And so it's such an interesting situation to set up at the beginning of the this book where it's like oh just reminding us that this is a older more mature percy like it really we really pick up up further than we left off like you are already feeling the consequences of the original series on percy as a person and i i just love it <laughs> Like this is the Percy that I feel like I think of when I think about Percy Jackson, is like the older, like the like seventeen year old Percy that we have in in these books. Me too. Uh, and I like it. It's just it's just it's just nice and interesting and compelling. And I'm just such a huge fan of these the opening uh, two chapters. And then and then there's two more chapters after that do a good job at setting up camp Jupiter but they're less interesting than the first two fair the the we also see characters set up boundaries with like how much they're willing to tell percy we have two well three characters in these chapters who have history with percy one is Juno. We know she's not going to say shit. <laughs> and we have have Reyna. Yeah. Who we're really. now meeting for the first time. As an audience, when you read it for the first time, there's no way to know why she knows yeah. Percy. And so that's so interesting to learn. And Raina is another symbol of Percy's history coming back mm-hmm. to bite him. Or is also, it
0: this is at the very end of the chapter, so we don't have to, like, get into it until the next episode. But Nico D'Angelo is also here.
2: I was gonna say that. Yeah. Was like, And we should get into that, because, like, Nico... Like, this does get into the next chapter a little bit, but, like, Nico sets a hard boundary where he's like, I'm not gonna tell Percy anything. Mm-hmm. Even not, though...
0: No one's telling Percy anything. Like, yeah. everyone that.
2: Exactly. But, like, Nico knows the stakes of what's going on, Mm -hmm. which is so interesting because this is the first time, too, that we have, like, one of our main characters, one of our mortal character, or demigod characters that knows what's happening. And so it's, like, it's a character that we have stakes in, as opposed to, like, Juno or, like, any of the gods. We don't really have stakes in them the same way we do the demigods or, like, main mortal characters, but like Nico is a character that we, we care about and have stakes in. And now we know that he knows what's going on and he won't say anything. And so that raises the stakes of the entire situation so much more that if like, you know, that Nico and Percy have this relationship and they know each other and they're friends and Nico knows that this is so important that he can't ruin it by saying anything to Percy, that really raises the stakes for the audience because we're like, oh, wow. Like, Nico's not even going to tell him what's going on. So this is really important.
1: Yeah. I agree.
2: Fabulous job, (laughs) Rick. Really? 20 out of 10. So true. (laughs) Were you going to say something or were you just going to gasp?
1: No, I was going to say something, but it's not necessarily relevant to the theme.
2: Okay. Who cares?
1: Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Like this is this podcast. I don't know why I would think. Okay. I know. I
2: was like, what? That's (laughs) new?
1: Well, no, because this is really not relevant and it could end up being like a segment of its own. Not, like, actually, because this is a one-time discussion, but, but like, you know what I mean? So, what do you guys think for yourselves? Like, are you a Camp half person, or are you guys, like, a camp... Are you Camp Jupiter? All right, let's forgive the fact that I can't speak, but you know what I mean.
2: I think I'm too unorganized to be a Camp Jupiter person. Fair. I think Yeah, I
0: actually I, agree with I agree with that sentiment. Like I wish, but I am definitely more of a Camp Half-Blood person. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna end with. It's just it's so intense. Like when I'm reading about Camp Jupiter, I'm like, oh my god.
2: It's like purely like on like the like order and structure versus like uh like kind of chaos and and disorganization. I relate to that more I feel like that's where I belong
1: (laughs) that's fair yeah
2: but I I like the aesthetics of of Camp Jupiter I like I like New Rome
1: I love New Rome
2: it's cute yes
1: much better much better that's
2: all much better I would definitely like like if I was choosing it like real estate wise like oh (laughs) uh, absolutely I would live in at Camp Jupiter but like, I wouldn't want to be part of the Legion.
1: Yeah. My thing with that is like, I don't know. I think the only plot line that makes sense for me is like, I'm born. as a <laughs> 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 And I end up at Camp Jupiter. But like, when I find out about Camp half I'm like, well, shit, like, why wasn't I there the whole time? Like, I feel like there are a lot of ways in which I'm better suited to it, but I feel like paralleling, like, my middle and high school experience, I would have grown up at Camp Jupiter, but then been like, where was this my whole life? Like, in regards to Camp Half-Blood, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. It really is, like, private school versus performing arts charter school, isn't it? Yeah, it,
1: it is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: That's so funny. All right, before we do uh, uh, Sass Moments, I wanted to read a little message. So this is from uh, Alexis. So I listened to the newest episodes and none of my thoughts have anything to do with Heroes of Olympus. It was just, OMG, a fellow Young Justice fan which is great. I, I love Young Justice. So nice to hear. Yay! Um, and also, I also don't like Tony Stark, but I respect him and love Robert Downey Jr. Oh no, he didn't. Ju- oh, oh no, he didn't just disrespect Benedict Cumberbatch like that. That's it. <laughs> My only thought related to the book was why Jack London. So
1: true, honestly. So true. <laughs> really one
0: of the most random little inserts for like no payoff
2: yeah like okay who yeah no thank you alexis it's i i would like to hear your random thoughts are always fun they are down with tony stark
1: i don't know if i agree i
2: listen You you haven't watched age of Ultron yet
1: No, I haven't. And I haven't gotten to Civil War. And I know that come Civil War, I will probably side with Captain America um, in whatever the issue is, just because I adore him. Um, But and also Winter Soldier, I'm not going to talk about it again, but God, that movie so good. Um, But I don't I see a lot of myself and also my friends in Tony Stark. So I think I tend to give him more of the benefit of the doubt than other people do. Also, I love him. Yeah. And they're so sweet.
2: No, they're great. They're great. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I I won't make this a Marvel podcast, so I won't list off my my problems with Tony Stark. But um, all his villains he created himself. Um, That's he, true. Is, he is the biggest problem to the world. <laughs> um but the the superhero registration act is a very complex issue um that is raised in civil war and i don't think i think they could have done more to grapple with it because it's a very complex topic like just about government oversight overall it's very interesting um like what is the proper thing to do um yeah. sass moments yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i do have one right here so I loved kind of in the first, it's just a little bit, oh, hello? No, it's it's just a, a little um, phrase, just portion of a sentence from chapter one. Um, a comfy panda pillow pet as seen on TV. I, I just like, I loved the, um, the little parentheses of as seen on TV because you could tell when this was written. <laughs> um, and I always love little details like that. They're so funny.
0: Um, mine is when Hazel's showing Percy around camp. And it's so the divisions he has, the cohorts, whatever. You're divided according to who your godly parent is. Hazel stared at him. What a horrible idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> Literally all out <laughs> And then it gets like really sad because it's like if we were divided according to the god, the cohorts would be all uneven and I'd be alone. Percy felt a tremendous sadness like he'd been in that situation. Ah!
1: <laughs> so sweet. Yeah.
0: But the dig was funny.
2: Mine is from, we didn't really talk about any of chapter four, um, but I'm sure we will shit on Octavian for many more books to come and chapters to come. Uh, Mine is, he tossed the fuzzy thing to Percy. It was a disemboweled teddy bear. Then Percy noticed that there was a whole pile of mutilated stuffed animals at the foot of Jupiter's statue. Seriously? Percy asked. (laughs) Like, what a crazy thing to write, Rick.
0: <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. What was going through your head when you came up with that idea?
2: I was like, I guess it's better than sacrificing animals. But somehow, still very sad.
1: Yeah. Somehow There's always really, been something unnerving to me about that kind of stuff. Yeah.
2: And the the panda... Someone sew, sew up the panda pillow pet and give it back to literally stitch him up
1: stitch him up where is doc mcstuffins
2: (laughs) where is doc mcstuffins when you need her (laughs) my god all right who are offerings for this week
0: guys it's gonna be percy (laughs) i'm gonna give it to percy
2: Yeah. yeah
0: i'm sorry i missed him that's, That's really my only reason. Obviously, he also like goes through a whole bunch of shit. Like he doesn't remember things. So, like, you know. But mostly because I miss.
2: Because I miss. I'm going to give mine to someone controversial. Because I, I think after a while of doing bad, he did very good. <laughs> And my controversial choice is Rick Riordan. I knew you were
1: going to say
0: that. <laughs> Yes, this was a really good set of four chapters. So that's, that's so deserved.
2: Good. It was just like, after a book of being like, why did you do this? I like, it's nice to be reminded how good of an author Rick Riordan actually is. And like, these are just some of his best written chapters. Um, he sets up Camp Jupiter really well. And I like what he's doing with Percy and and I'm thanking him for having Percy back instead of just giving it to Percy.
1: I agree.
2: I wonder how long it's going to take before we start shitting on Percy again. We'll see. Probably a while because he's not Jason. Yeah. <laughs> True.
1: Oh my God! There's a new um. What's the uh, Jerry?
2: <laughs> the new Jerry.
1: New Jerry. <laughs> Um my offering. Ugh. Um I think it's just for Camp Jupiter as a whole. So pretty. So well well set up. Um great
2: totally. infrastructure.
1: Yeah, no, literally. So economical. Very good.
2: All right. So now it's time for the first votes off of the season. Who mine, gets the honor?
0: Mine is for. I cannot pronounce her name, but the sister who kept the sister Gorgon who kept shitting on her sister for not want for like wanting to talk about the specials at Bargain Mart. Shut
2: up! <laughs> oh yeah, Uriel.
0: Yes, that was it, Uriel. Because I remember it was pronounced. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. That. Thank the audiobook for the pronunciation.
0: Fuck Uriola. Let your sister talk about whatever she wants. She wants to work at the bargain mart. Let her do that. Yeah. Also, stop trying to kill Percy. But like, mo- more importantly, let your sister have the career path that
2: she chooses.
1: I agree. Thank you.
2: I, I honestly, I have to second that. <laughs> Thank you. I was just—I'm—I'm big on that train.
1: Yeah, I mean, there aren't that many people who like did a bad job in this chapter, other than them. Um, yeah, I agree. Honestly, three votes for Uriel. Also, is kind of like—I don't
2: know—stupid name. It's funny because in literally this first episode, Uriel is now like in second place overall for the entire series with votes off. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> just because our votes were so divided <laughs> last book. Yeah. That's just so funny. Alrighty, righty, folks, that is all for this week. Join us next week where we will be discussing
1: chapters five through eight through the theme of contractualism. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Return to Camp on every
0: platform that matters. And we also have a coffee account and a Rebel store and a website, Return to
2: Thanks for listening.
0: See you next week. See you next week. Percy's back.
2: Yes. Ah.